for listening to Muskegon History and Beyond with the Lakeshore Museum Center. Today's episode is going to cover a question I've had for a long time. Mainly, why do we have a road called Seaway Drive when we are far, far away from the sea? This question was also something pondered by Melissa Horton, who today will bring us our answer. Have you ever wondered how Seaway Drive got its name? Even after working in Muskegon for almost 20 years, I had never really given it much thought. It was just another road on which I commuted. In 2017, I was charged with developing a mini-exhibit for the Maine Museum and Heritage Park to tie in with the Muskegon Museum of Art's Curtis exhibit on the North American Indians. As I was looking through our collection for appropriate artifacts, I came across a headdress that was given to a man named John Bukema by local Native Americans from the Adawa tribe. Somehow this headdress ended up in the museum's collection around 1966. Our records state that he was adopted into the tribe and given the name Chief Tekmada'ed, meaning the father of the Seaway. Well, all this made me curious because I figured Seaway must be tied to the St. Lawrence Seaway, so I started to dig. John came from one of Muskegon's pioneering families. His grandfather, John S. Bukema, was a Dutch settler that arrived in Muskegon in 1850. His father, Charles J. Bukema, was one of the early mail carriers and printers. And John himself was a lifelong resident of Muskegon, graduating from Muskegon High in 1906, and not long after working for the Chronicle. His career, though, would be leading Muskegon and its development as the head of the Chamber of Commerce for the next three decades. John Bukema did so much not only for Muskegon, but the entire country. Quoting from an MLive article by Dave Alexander, he orchestrated everything from the city of Muskegon's receipt of Lake Michigan frontage from the Pier Marquette Railroad in 1927 that eventually became Pier Marquette Park to being the conduit for Elsie Walker's 1.7 million gift that launched the Elsie Walker Arena in the early 1960s. But beyond all he did locally, Bukoma was known as Mr. Seaway. During his 31 years as head of what was then the Greater Muskegon Chamber of Commerce, he also became a national leader in the development of the St. Lawrence Seaway. The St. Lawrence Seaway is a series of locks and channels in both Canada and the United States that allows ships to travel from the Atlantic Ocean into the Great Lakes. Many believe that having the shipping link would boost the economy of the Great Lakes region. John's passion for the Seaway came from his observations that the railroad and shipping industries were keeping the Great Lakes states out of the global market with high freight charges of goods moving abroad. For over two decades, he would fight to see the seaway to fruition. This came with lots of failures before success. His first endeavor was to get a treaty with Canada in 1932. Even though he spent a lot of time in Washington, the treaty was not approved. From this, he continued to work on the seaway effort through the Great Lakes St. Lawrence Tidewater Association, in which he was secretary, and the Great Lakes Harbor Association, which he was first treasurer, then later president. He did all of these jobs while maintaining his position as head of the Chamber of Commerce back home in Muskegon. In 1936, he helped to organize the National Seaway Council for the purpose of passing a new treaty with Canada. This worked, and a new treaty was signed in 1941. This was the high point of John's life, but World War II would get in the way. He really worried that he would not see the seaway happen during his lifetime. It would take another 13 years before an agreement would be finally approved in both the Senate and the House. This agreement was also prompted by Canada's threat to proceed on their own. The Wiley-Dondero Act was signed by President Eisenhower in May of 1954. Also in 1954, John was appointed to a five-member St. Lawrence Seaway Advisory Board by President Eisenhower, 
This was a huge honor. Bukema was also on the U.S. Coast Guard cutter, Maple, for the first trip through the locks. His name is inscribed on two brass plates, one at the Eisenhower lock and one at the Snell lock. He and his wife were both at the locks when Queen Elizabeth visited on the Britannia. All of this brings us back to why we have a Seaway Drive in Muskegon. Seaway Drive was first opened as the Norton Glade Expressway in November of 1958. Planning for the expressway began back in the 1930s, but was not improved until the 50s. It took three years to build at a cost of little over a million dollars. According to a Chronicle article, in June of 1958, a bill had already been submitted in the state legislature by city officials to rename it after the new St. Lawrence Seaway, which was four years old at the time. The bill was passed in 1959, the first Seaway Festival happened in 1961, and in 1963 the slogan was, Take the Freeway to the Seaway, and was promoted heavily. Some other notable accomplishments that John made were as follows. In 1935, he worked with bringing the B.C. Cobb power plant to Muskegon, which was then built in 1944. In 1962, he was named Man of the Year by the Community Chest, what we now call the United Way. In 1954, he was honored by the Netherlands Queen Juliana as a Knight of the Order of the Orange Nassau for his work in the Dutch communities in West Michigan. This is the highest honor an American can receive. He worked with local communities to create neighborhood playfields, and the Marquette one is named after him. He helped with the formation of a loan agency during the Depression, called Muskegon Building and Loan, which is now Fifth Third Bank. He gave a wartime industrial tour to Lieutenant General William S. Knudsen in 1942. He served on the Michigan Commission for Reorganization of the Government. He served on the Michigan Tax Study Commission. He was given a medal for outstanding service for his wartime service with Michigan Civil Service Commission, and he served on two draft boards during the war. He served as president of the National Institute of the Commercial Trade and Organization Executives in 1947, and he started the paving of Memorial Drive from Causeway to the State Park Project. I personally feel that John was just as important to Muskegon in the 20th century as Charles Hackley was during the 19th. Let me know what you think. If you want to know more, tweet I want more to at Muskegon LMC. Mm-hmm.